The late 70s and early 80s were a boon for the nice alien trend within sci-fi cinema. 1977's Close Encounters of the Third Kind, for instance, posited that visitors from outer space were well-intentioned, glowing, hairless innocents who only wanted to take us out of the mundane and show us the glories of space. 1982's E.T. unleashed the most lovable, wrinkled burlap sack except its skin instead of burlap creature to ever grace the silver screen. Spielberg wasn't the only director to cash in. George Lucas did his part for the trope as well, populating his own 1977 sci-fi epic with space creatures ranging from helpful to affable to downright dopey. But another movie, sandwiched between this lighthearted fare and greenlit in large part due to Star Wars' success, took a different approach. Instead of hope, love, and laughter, director Ridley Scott welcomed us with open arms into a different vision of space and its foreign inhabitants, full of dread, tension, isolation, terror, and not a little bit of moist gore. Featuring an anti-ET, the bloodthirsty killing machine that came to be known in the many sequels and prequels as the Xenomorph. And if that weren't enough, no one could even hear you scream. We're the two gomers, we're talking alien, and you're listening to Perfect Movie. Welcome everybody to Perfect Movie, a podcast hosted by two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, joined as always by my friend Steven, all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Ooh, scary. The first horror movie reviewed by the two gomers ever. I think we've, we've reviewed or put on trial movies that have scary elements, right? I mean, Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Very scary. But... And I've said this in the lead up, in lead up episodes, yep. I think this is a straight up horror movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. This one fits into the horror genre. Yep. Um, which probably the reason we're doing it is because it also fits into the sci-fi genre. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like You sent me this little, oh, you looked up horror film on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a horror film is a film that seeks to elicit Fear for entertainment purposes. Initially inspired by the literature from authors like Edgar Allan Poe, Bram Stoker, and Mary Scheller, horror has existed as a film genre for more than a century. Yep. It evokes viewers' nightmares, fears, revulsions, and terror of the unknown. Yeah. So, um, my favorite thing is in, in this thing where it lists prevalent elements. <laughs> We've got ghosts, <laughs> vampires, werewolves. Right. And then, and then evil clowns is right in the middle of it, which is like, I mean, for sure. That's like its own subgenre, right? Evil clowns. A hundred percent. I mean, I just watched Joker. Right. Um, An evil clown. That movie is crazy. Um, uh, did I tell you about me and Alex's bit when we were at Comic-Con in L.A.? Nope. So. About, about Joker? About, yeah, about clowns. So. Okay. You know, Comic-Con, everybody's dressed up. So Mm -hmm. we had two bits. One was whenever we passed a tall person dressed up, we would say, "Hmm, quite tall to them. (laughs) (laughs) Which 
Everyone was confused by that and we loved it. And then the second thing was if we saw a um, it clown Pennywise, yeah. we would huh. we would say, oh, I love your Joker outfit. And if we saw a Joker clown, <laughs> we would say, oh, Pennywise, he's one of my favorites. <laughs> and people would get so mad at us because it was oh like the, right when Joker was coming out and yep. right when it was coming out at the same time. And it was just uh. like, I, I would say a third of the people dressed up yeah. were of some sort of evil clown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And what were you guys dressed up as? I wore a Star Wars shirt. We both wore Star Wars shirts from Kohl's. Classic. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys were like the guys that were like kind of above it all, above the fray, but secretly loving it. A hundred percent. You nailed us. Right. Oh, I'm wearing it right now. Here, check it out. Here's and you can see this is a Kohl's Star Wars. Shirt. Yes. <laughs> Hundred percent, dude. There's no like it's original font, um, but it's like yeah, it's like fake. What is that? What is that called? It's like the Gomer shirt where it's made to look a little bit worn and old. Right. Didn't fool anybody. Plus, I the, saw like guys, five other people yeah. with it on. <laughs> that, that's the main thing, dude. If you get those at Target or Kohl's, it's like kind of ironic, cool T-shirt. Yep. But then everybody has it, and you're like, dang it. Why'd I do that? So it, it was embarrassing. Like I shouldn't have worn this to Comic Con, and then it became like a source of pride. Like, <laughs> hey, it's another Cole shirt guy. Yeah, <laughs> hey, there he is. Obviously, <laughs> bore, uh, like bought yesterday, which I did. Yeah. Like, oh crap, what am I going to wear to Comic Con? I know. Yep. <laughs> Coles, here I come, dude. You should have worn the Gomer shirt with the Falcon on it, man. A doy. That's like, so that's guy that has his own podcast. What an idiot. Goes to Comic-Con. What was that's what I always thinking? wear to partner to um, Disney World. Either that one or the DeLorean. People always ask about it. I feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> You're, what's wrong with me? Um, <laughs> and then Alex should have worn his, like the one that he got 10 seasons ago. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah that was so dumb of me not to do lesson learned um anyways i thought that scary clown what did it say scary yeah. clown on this list oh the, yeah scary clowns um there's also Evil clowns yeah. like claustrophobia mm-hmm. um and uh psychopaths cannibals right you know yes yeah, so, all our favorite kind of movie people <laughs> exactly right <laughs> in the middle there is giant monsters which uh, i think yep. we'll talk about that is zero percent scary to me the bigger yep the monster yep the less scary it is oh yeah yeah um now i'm not quite sure how that works with you you then you've got your alien size which is tall man (laughs) right (laughs) and then then you start getting like lower than that gremlins kind of thing critters um Mm -hmm. babu frick those kind of aliens that are smaller (laughs) Right. Um, I think prime fear for me is human size. Mm, like just just slightly bigger than you. Although, I don't know, man. Still, we go back to arachnophobia. Right. And yeah, those are that's just about as scary as you can get. And that's tiny. I mean, the face hugger. The that face hugger in this. Very scary. You're right. Super. OK, dude. So I got to mention this at the top. Yeah. Talking alien. Right. And um, 
So, uh, like we teased on our last Gomer episode, I believe. I, I it's hard to keep this straight because we've got two podcasts running right now, like pretty regularly. And it's going to get even more complicated because then we'll release a result show for the movie right. prior to the movie. I was actually thinking that after a couple months, I would go back and reorder so that the results okay. show are right after the ones. But we just can't make that happen because we have to wait for right. The results. Right? We can't do right. Um, we can't, the way we're doing it is we're recording a results show and the movie show at the same time, we'd have no time to right. get the results. So that's the reason for it. But yeah, it, it makes the release a little bit janky. It's all good. Yeah. We're, we're just getting started. Yep. Years, the years we've got to come, it'll all sort out. Yep. Um, but on the last I teased, am I going to get my wife to be able to watch alien with me? Right. Cause we like to screen these movies once if not a couple times mm-hmm. and we've been doing trying our best to get Aaron my wife and Jessica your wife to watch with us yep and dude so I'll talk about it later I did get her to watch it big news that's amazing I, I texted a I texted a picture to you of a selfie of us on the couch with some popcorn and then just the the thing you know the yep. alien she was you know, smiling those, those in the bars. picture, I noticed. She seemed yep. she seemed mm-hmm. happy to be doing it. Maybe that was fake. I don't know. <laughs> right. I had to make some sort of deal. Like, I'll do dishes for, like, weeks. Did you? Did you do a trade-off or no? Or is she just a uh, wonderful person well, and watched Alien no, with you? Well, okay. Zero percent is she interested in this. But <laughs> I think I did stuff like I really cleaned the house super well. Okay. We had had a Sabbath the day before. Uh-huh. So it was, like, a great day. It was just, like, a perfect setup. You know, yeah. nothing to yep. do the next day until a little bit later. Yeah, so. Right. Well, I cannot wait to hear what she thought of it. Yeah. And what that experience But the reason like. I'm saying that, though. Oh, yeah. The reason I'm saying that, though, is the face hugger uh-huh. scene. Yeah. Bouncing around, all that stuff reminded us of any time we've ever had any, you know, we've we've lived together 17 years almost now. Yeah. Any sort of critter. Okay. Any sort of cockroach. <laughs> Oh, what about, what about a rodent like in the walls? Have you ever had? Oh, yeah, that's you have a yeah. rodent oh. in the garage or something recently. Yeah, that was like only a few months ago. <laughs> I remember. So like, dude, you, like when the tree, when the, the tree hugger, the face hugger is <laughs> is bouncing all over the place uh-huh. and then you can't find him. Yeah. Like we have been in rooms that were like, OK, there's something in here, oh, like yuck. a huge bug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't you can't relax. No. So that 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 scene is terrifying, and it's very a, a small thing. That's what that's just bringing it all back together. That's what freaked me out. Okay, yeah, the tree hugger or um, the tree hugger. <laughs> what if there were a <laughs> horror movie about a tree hugger? It is the election year. <laughs> a real docile hippie, <laughs> yep. who in the dead of night murders people. Right, because they're trying to cut down trees. Right, exactly. Put that on the list, Wikipedia. Tree huggers. Yep. <laughs> okay, so our movie today. Yep. First horror movie we've ever done. Alien. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Let me read the VHS synopsis of this. Okay, great. So fun. Um, yep. Now, you, you were sending me some pics of old kind of art, box art, yeah. posters of Alien. Um, yeah. And I don't know what the the late seventies feel early eighties feels like the sweet spot where the poster mm-hmm. and the same with the cover of this VHS that I'm about to read 
um, yeah. is an image that doesn't actually exist. Yes. <laughs> in the right. movie. Huh, totally. Like, it's like they did a photo shoot or like did something on set or got the crew together or. Yeah. 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 The art. Yeah, isn't straight from it. Yep. So I even think of the first Star Wars, which there's kind of this, mm. it's it's a painting, right? Where yep. Luke and Leia look nothing like they look. Right. Luke is like this buff dude. <laughs> Leia's like grabbing onto his leg. They're on a mountain. They're yeah. <laughs> just like, wait, wait a minute. This never happens. But <laughs> right. I, I think it might be like what we were talking about before. Like that, the image that you see, the poster and the box is maybe the only Thing that's going to draw you into the movie you can't watch a trailer on demand right um yeah, yeah total the image is so important yeah and so the image yeah. on the front of this box is the egg but it's not the egg from the movie right it's um, green it's yeah the, it's, it's cracking the from the bottom and there's like it's mm-hmm. there's light coming out of it and it's over this yep. kind of netting that's never in the movie um yep <laughs> but for some reason that image is as iconic as if, if it had been in the movie. Um, right. And one that I always think of when I think about Alien. Okay. Yeah. Here's what the back of the box says. Rated R. We've been doing a lot of rated R movies. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. Interesting. So here's what it says. The ultimate in science fiction! Exclamation point. Ooh. I love that. Um, okay. <laughs> and it And it makes sure that we know it's also in color. Oh, <laughs> so it must be on this weird precipice of some movies are not in color. I don't know. Um, okay, so it says in deep outer space, the crew of a commercial spaceship make an unscheduled landing on a barren and desolate planet for engine parts. Not true. That's not why they land. Not on true. Okay. What they encounter a pulsating organism which attaches itself to one of the crew members and re- reproduces within his body to become the deadly. Alien, all caps. As Mm. each of the crew members is slain by the creature, one by one, the final confrontation between the last surviving crew member and the alien culminates in an explosive conclusion. Mm. Okay. First of all, lies. There are lies, which also seems to be like, yeah, we can't explain why they're on that planet. It's too complicated. Let's just say they're looking for engine parts. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And then the thing that I appreciate about this is that um, the plot is laid out pretty clearly, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't give away who the last surviving crew member is. Mm. As Ripley, who we discover is the protagonist (laughs) and one of the most important uh, heroines ever. (laughs) Fights the alien at the end. So I I will give them that. They give a nice plot synopsis. Um, It's kind of a... Like, here's how a horror movie works, right? Everybody right. is dead except for one person at the end. But they don't yep. give away kind of the really important twist about this movie in film history, which is it's Sigourney Weaver and right. not the top build actor, Tom Skerritt. Mm, love Tom Skerritt, dude. Me too. What a guy. Dude, I need to see more movies with Tom Skerritt in it. I mean, my favorite, of course... Mm-hmm. space camp definitely i mean 100 <laughs> percent. and often um, i get these the, the two characters confused like yeah th- they're so actually similar right kind of like there's an authoritarian part of him but he's also kind 
Yep. Same character. I love it. That's just, just maybe who got, Tom Skerritt is. Yep. Great beard. He's got a Ooh, great beard in this. Great facial hair. Yep. Perfect. Like, I want to look like that dude. Like, maybe that would be a cool Halloween costume. I am Dallas from Alien. That's not bad. Ooh, you know, we do dude, family, I see. We do family yeah. costumes. Uh-huh. This yep. would be actually pretty easy. We could reuse some of the stuff we use for Ghostbusters because there's a lot of that kind of onesie kind of outfits yeah. that are wearing, like utilitarian right. onesies. Um, and then you just kind of change the stuff that they're holding in their hands and you've got alien right. costumes. <laughs> okay, so you have to uh, constantly have Jessica be doing this. <laughs> My favorite line for the movie. Oh, Let me play it. I love oh, her. Yeah. I love that actress. I know. What else 100%. is she in? What what, what am I? What else is okay. she in? Dude, okay. First of all, I saw your wheels turning. Wheels come on turning, and like about this this uh, Hall- uh, Halloween costume. Super pumped to see that. Yeah. Although it was my idea. Let's put that on the record. Um, <laughs> she was in Flight of the Navigator, dude. She's the mom. That's right. And I think we had that conversation when we were watching Flight really? of the Navigator together. Real okay. Where we we didn't re- we couldn't remember in the moment who that woman was because she looks so familiar. Uh-huh. And then I think in that moment when I was there two years ago, and we first were having conversations about perfect movie, <laughs> we made that like <laughs> yeah. that's the lady we love from Alien who goes oh god yeah. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> totally okay so uh, Veronica Cartwright okay um yep hundred uh, percent she rocks in this okay. Yes. Um, so actually that time we got together yeah as I'm gonna go through this Gomer one sheet there's so many things that bring all of this together Gomer wise let me just say a very nice okay. clear picture of the Gomer one sheet I can read every word <laughs> um uh, it must yep. it looks like it's been taken on your uh kitchen counter or something rather than in the dead of night during a concert <laughs> Totally. We should start sharing these. I wonder if we should start sharing these on the on the Perfect Movie Instagram. I mean, like, why not? You, even maybe just in the story. We've had people clamoring for that. Please show us a okay. picture of the worst Gomer One Sheet images. <laughs> well, I did, dude. I scanned it backstage again today, um, and it looked so bad um, that I actually took wow. took a good picture. Like oh, that's, that's kind HD. Of you. Thank you. Yep. I almost sent you the one like I almost tried to make it even look worse, like reverse it. So it was like like black with white. Right. Writing. Like a negative. <laughs> you got to okay. do that sometime. OK. Yeah. Done. All right. So uh, Gomer one sheet. Alien is the movie we're reviewing. Yes. Release date June 22nd, 1979. Mm-hmm. As you can see, I wrote here. I was two months old. Right. When this movie came out. Yeah. Um which is kind of crazy. I know. Okay, budget $11 million. Um, Originally, I think the original budget was like four. And that's How before Ridley Scott was... Well, that so I guess it was supposed to be like a B movie before they brought Ridley Scott on. I see. And then he upped the... J- just yeah. the quality of everything. Yep. Yeah. So I think I heard he upped it to like eight or nine and okay. then it ended up being 11. Gotcha. Um. Now here's something I don't quite get. Okay, gross at the box office, eighty-one million U.S., mm-hmm. hundred and one six million worldwide. Yeah, 
So that's both IMDb and uh, Wikipedia said that. But then I saw some YouTube thing talking about it that said it made like three hundred million. Huh. So, but this is official. I want. I wonder if so. Sometimes those numbers are either adjusted for inflation when you hear mm. them in different places, or there you go. That could be it. Or they're taking in video. Like, how much has this movie made? Video sales, sure. re-releases, because they used to do that all the time before video, VHS right. just re-release it. Yep. Like you missed Alien. Totally. Three years later, we're gonna, like I remember seeing a re-release of E.T. See, okay, dude, that must have been when I saw E.T. Because I can remember seeing E.T. in the theaters. But and when you did it come four, out again? You were three when it came out. I was four. There's right. no way I saw that in the theater. When it first came out, it, that's why I say it must right. have been 85 when they're like, remember E.T.? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, guys, we did make movies. Yeah. Like, huh. That is so interesting. Um, Okay. So I must have seen it on a re-release. Yeah. Not this, obviously. I didn't see this till like college. Okay. Um, okay. This did win one Academy Award. Best visual effects. Well-deserved. Um, 100%. Uh, was nominated for Best Art Direction. Mm-hmm. And um, Jerry Goldsmith, the composer, which I can't wait to talk about the score just a little bit, not much. I I, I can't wait either. Okay. Um, but he was nominated not for this, uh-huh. but for Star Trek The Motion Picture. So it kind of blows my mind that he wrote Alien and Star Trek The Motion Picture in the same year. That's a that's a big yeah. space opera year. Is, is Goldsmith the Star Trek guy? Like, did yeah, he, he's he did totally, all of them. Yep. Like Star Trek, the next generation. That's him. Oh, that theme. Okay. Like all the new movies, all the old movies. Yeah. Um, Not Star Trek four. That was like Leonard Rosenman, like, <laughs> you know, like, totally. So, um, yeah, but he did a lot of those. Okay. Well, and I mean, he's, so he's a space movie guy. Yep. He did Total Recall. Mm, wonderful. So, got to bring it back to the Gomers. Total Recall. <laughs> it um, seems to always come back to Total Recall somehow. Oh, I, the, seven Degrees of Separation, okay. Mm-hmm. Ian Holmes, Ash. Yep. Uh, Day After Tomorrow. <laughs> Hobbit. No, well, yep. yeah, sorry. Lord of the Rings. He's Bilbo, right? Yep. Yep. Lambert is uh, Flight of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. We've got Total Recall in here. Yep. We've got Star Trek. We've got Mad Max. We've uh-huh. got The Martian. We've got Macintosh Computers. Original <laughs> ad made by Ridley Smith. Or Ridley Smith. Ridley Scott. Oh, really? I didn't know that. That The, the, that the one, 1984 Yeah, yeah. The, where they smashed the ad. big screen. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that makes that so was much a, sense. Ridley Scott directed, um, you know, commercial. Would it surprise you to hear that your dad showed me that ad in high school? Not at all. That's incredible. <laughs> it was when we got a bunch of Macs in the huh. in the new band yeah. room. And he was watching that commercial. Such a weird memory. <laughs> and he's like, Stephen, come here, look at this. And I was like blown away. I was like, this is a commercial. It seems like a little movie. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense yeah. to me that Ridley Scott would have... Uh, would have directed it. Yeah, he was doing like commercials for the the BBC or something, and then he did a movie 
<laughs> yeah. which I can't remember. Dual, dual something or other. Okay. And then this. Okay, interesting. Um, just a couple other quick things. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has this coming in at 97%. Wow. Which is like perfect movie quality. That's incredible. Yeah. Um, Aliens coming uh-huh. in at 99%. Whoa. Which that's that's pretty incredible. It's it's gonna it's gonna take everything that I have in me not to talk the whole time about aliens. In fact, maybe okay. we might need to Okay, here's my pitch to you. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe during this episode yep. we should pretend that those don't exist. Mm. That there are no okay. sequels or prequels so that we can have we can look at this movie as is it perfect on its own. That's hard okay. because of the lore. Right, because of what this started, but I'm wondering yeah. if if we'll have a more, um, I don't know, non-biased conversation if we don't take the whole series into account. Yep. Okay. We get thirty seconds then, right now. <laughs> okay. Great. And I'm gonna have to mention one thing in my evidence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, I wasn't. I, yeah, that's that's what happens when I pitch something live on the air. <laughs> No, 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 but I'm totally with you. Okay, yeah. let me just say, I, I did listen, as I often do, I listen to a few other podcasts mm-hmm. about Alien just for fun. Okay. And so, just, there's a whole crew of people that hate Aliens. Really? Like, they think Aliens, they're like, this is the original Alien. It is a horror movie. It's a one, like, one and done. Yeah. The sequels are stupid. They brought big time director James Cameron to come in mm-hmm. and ruined it. Yeah. So there's people that are like, don't, we don't talk about the other ones. Wow. Okay. So that's um, not the reason why I wouldn't want to talk about the other ones. Because oh, I, right. I mean, we're going to talk about aliens. Oh yeah. We'll probably look, look at the, look at the rotten tomatoes. Um, and we'll see We may get seven downloads of this. Of Like we've been able to watch like the downloads of our podcast. And yep. like, like some are getting tons and then some aren't getting as much just right. based on what movies people like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, it was just interesting to me to hear how, that people like there are really people that are super in the camp of Alien is like the main Alien movie. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense to me, honestly. Yep. Um, But I have reasons why I think Alien transcends Aliens. Sorry, transcends and makes Alien better. Ooh. Ooh. Dude, and, and you know I'm a freaking. I love Prometheus. <laughs> me too. I love. I love Prometheus. Me too. Seventy three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That makes sense. Me too. On that one. But I like. I. Um, I all the rest. Love Prometheus. Mm, that score is sick. Also, we watched Chronicles of Narnia this last weekend. Uh huh. I was like, this score is really good. A Lion Witch in the Wardrobe. Yeah. Same dude that did Prometheus. Really. Yeah. That score rules. I love all uh-huh. that score. Yeah. It's great. Okay, we're we're in we're in good territory. But yep. I, I see what you're meaning. I'm mm-hmm. gonna need to mention one thing. But other than that, we can Oh, but James Cameron, aliens. I, I, that's oh, I like, that's why I, it's because then this episode would be eight hours long because I long I to talk okay. about James Cameron. I know. <laughs> and you all need to pray that Aaron will watch Aliens with me. Because after this, I was like, Aaron, please. She's like, Nope. Wow. I don't want to watch any more of this. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. <laughs> so okay. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude. Okay. One last thing. Yeah. Um. This is the year uh-huh. that the Sony Walkman is oh, introduced. Interesting. Which I find that to be like very interesting. Um. Like 
You had a Walkman, I'm assuming. Portable. Did you have a Walkman? 100%. And what, yep. what did your Walkman look like? You know what? I never had like a Sony. No, I did. Uh-huh. But we're talking late 80s. Yeah, well, uh, when I'm say when I say Walkman, I, I, I don't like necessarily a Okay, yeah, a Casio. Was it like silver or like gray? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally. Yep. In college I had a Walkman that was camouflage for some reason. <laughs> It was uh, must have been picked up some. You know what I mean. I wouldn't have bought a camouflage Walkman, right? Although camo is so hot these days, I should I should but, find that thing. Yeah, but that that's the eighties. That's the eighties. Would you be cool though, like with Gen Z, like walking around with a Walkman, like like dude, I got the new something. That that Smith's. might be an issue where it I would got be, Wolfpack on Casio. Right? It would be it's cool that. for a twenty year old to do that. Like to right. have a camouflage Walkman with <laughs> yeah. those orange, like felt yeah. <laughs> right. headphones. But if yeah. you're a 42 year old man, it doesn't work as well. So it's cool if you got it at like a retro, like Urban Outfitters, yep. and you're 20. Yeah. But if you're still using your Walkman, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have one of those and pull it out. It that becomes cool. like that guy, I think, doesn't understand what's happening in the world (laughs) like this isn't ironic he just has it sitting around still he's earnestly listening to that walkman (laughs) it's my favorite tape right okay i can't wait to put alien on trial yeah before we do let's listen to the classic trailer just the sound of this thing i love so much okay let's listen to trailer and then we'll come back and we'll put alien on trial all right All rise. Hey, Alien is being accused of being a perfect movie. I can't wait to hear four pieces of evidence so I can shoot it down. Oh, oh no, he doesn't like Alien? This this man? He loves it. (laughs) I love Alien. When I first saw it, I almost pooped my pants. I'm wondering if uh, this bailiff, who is your... The guy that lived across the way from you in your freshman dorm is a contrarian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he would be like, oh, well, everybody yeah. else likes, everybody else likes Alien. They're yeah. stupid. You know how it got 97% on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm the other 3%. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's in the 3%. Okay. Um, so if this is your first, like we were just saying, some of our episodes are more popular than others. My guess right. is Alien is a popular movie. We may have some new listeners. Yep. So this is how this works. Every week, Anthony and I, the two Gomers, from Two Gomers Run for Their Lives, another podcast we do. Yep. Um, we just pick a movie we love. Yep. But it's not enough to love. It's not. It's right. not about what you believe. It's what you <laughs> it's can what... prove. There we go. Um, and so what we do is we talk through the movie and each of yep. us is allowed two pieces of evidence. We act as the defense attorney of the movie, right? We are trying to pr- prove that it is in fact 
a perfect movie. And so each of us yep. gets two pieces of evidence to present to one another and to you, the listener. Then yep. after that happens, uh, the listeners act as judge, jury, and possibly executioner. We put it out yep. there uh, on our Facebook page, Two Gomers, uh, facebook.com slash Two Gomers, and our Instagram, Perfect Movie Podcast, and people vote. Yep. Right. We gather the votes, and then in a later episode, a later result show, we reveal, does it get on our list of perfect movies? Yep. And what happens to movies that go on that list? Eventually, we put them on a flash drive. I'm thinking yep. it doesn't have to be that many gigs, right? It's just one word doc. Right. Well, but do you want the movie? You want we want the movies on it too. I never thought of that. Okay, so it'd have to be like yep. maybe a two fifty six, one of those more expensive flash drives. No, I'm I'm thinking terabyte because we want this to be four K. Okay, for got the it. aliens. So it probably isn't solid state. Anyways, so we put that onto Viger. Yep. Send it off into space for the aliens. Ooh, the aliens mm. to watch. Ooh. We wow. I wonder if we could convert this this the xenomorphs <laughs> to being good uh-huh. by by watching our <laughs> list of movies. They'd be like, okay, so so far on the list is Jurassic Park, which they'd probably be interested in. They would relate to the Raptors. Um, they'd be like, oh, we yep. like this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Charlie Brown Christmas <laughs> would confuse them a lot. Uh-huh. They'd be like, who edited this? And then Home it, it, Home Alone is on there, too. So yep. the, my fear about sending it to the aliens at this point is that they yep. will misinterpret Home Alone and Jurassic Park to um, we want to be the burglars and we want to be the dinosaurs. Right. Okay. Um, so there's a little bit of danger <laughs> at this point with our list. And then they just won't know what to do with Charlie Brown Christmas. Right. And they're also Lucy tricking Charlie Brown. With the football. They're, they're like, this is what we aspire to. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, this is great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, sometimes we actually talk through the movie kind of like scene by scene, beat by beat. Um, we usually try yep. to do that if the movie is less familiar. Alien, we figure, is pretty familiar, right? Yeah. Yep. Totally. Not only the movie itself, but how the movie works. Yeah. Yeah. Well... We, we like we can go through this as the movie progresses, but we don't need to like talk through the entire movie. Like okay. we don't have to talk through the plot too why, much. Why don't I do this? Why don't I? I uh, I had an idea of what the main acts are in the movie. Okay, great. And I wrote these yep. down. Act one, we meet the crew, and yep. the crew find the egg. That's act one. Okay, I'd say that's and a we pretty, learn pretty clear demarcation yep. of kind of act one. Great. Then act two is about the face hugger and the chest burster. Mm-hmm. Once they find the egg, something bursts out, grabs onto some yep. dude's face, impregnates yep. him. Is that the word we want to use? I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what it does. <laughs> Through his mouth. Yeah. Yep. Something grows inside his chest and bursts out. Mm-hmm. The third act is that little guy. He's kind of cute. That little chest burster. Yeah, I, who I was first introduced to actually from uh, Spaceballs. Oh, right. There's like a mock chest yeah. burster in that movie. Yeah, like this is the end of Spaceballs uh-huh. is this part of Alien. You're right. And he, and he ends up like dancing and uh-huh. yep, classic he's kind of Mel a Brooks. Cute, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
meet cute <laughs> more puppety right that little chestburster yep. yeah um third act is that chestburster grows up immediately yep. i mean what do you like mm-hmm. hours later sheds its right okay skin and yep. becomes a like we said tall man sized alien yep and that thing kills off like the vhs synopsis said yep the crew one by one and yep. then i think there's this kind of fourth like kind of surprise fourth act yeah which is um once our main character ripley played by sigourney weaver i can't wait to talk about her at length mm-hmm. escapes the ship it turns out that the alien's still with her and she has to defeat it and so it's almost mm. this tag yep um which i think is pretty typical of, of a horror movie like this you think they've escaped but the thing is still around and they have to kill it again right which was so fun to watch with aaron really she's never seen it she's never seen this movie I can't believe it. That was one of the most fun parts about it was I know everything. No, was she relieved when Ripley escaped? Like she did it. Yep. Yep. She was like, phew. Although she's smart too. Yeah. She's I guess like, so, you know, like, like we've seen enough movies. Yeah. You get to that point and you're like, <sighs> like relieved, but a little bit on edge still. Yeah. Still guarded. Yeah. Like that she wasn't like blown away, but she was like, oh, oh, like there there are some serious jump scares in this. Uh huh. Yeah. Especially in that final fourth act scene where it's right next to her. Oh, my gosh, dude. She's creeping into that space suit. Uh Like, so basically in this movie. Yeah. You go, you, you slowly, quickly, quickly, whatever. You lose people and you lose space. That's basically what this movie is about. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. less and less people, less mm-hmm. and less room to the point where you're <laughs> just you and a spacesuit and an alien that wants to kill you. Well, and like at one time, the odds were, you know, one in seven. Yeah. And you've got the biggest ship ever. Right. The Nostromo like that. <laughs> oh, um, what I was going to say is she's in her underwear with that thing completely exposed in that tiny room yes Um, right just terrifying but i had not thought of this the space becoming more and more confined throughout the movie that's great yeah so and and that yeah the 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 underwear thing genius because like just you're super vulnerable like it it's perfect yeah and like and then she just has her wits yep i love i love her yep Love it. <laughs> yep. Totally. Oh, okay. Actually, so let me let me present my first piece of evidence. Great. Because, oh, by the way, listener, that's the sound you will hear when we present our evidence. A, uh, I- I'm sure a completely safe sound for us to use. I know it's not copyrighted. We're not going to check on it. But I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> um, uh, that's so. My first piece of evidence is actually shows up right away. Okay. Because there's this very tense opening, kind mm-hmm. of this opening shot of space and this ingenious title card where one mm-hmm. line by line, the word alien appears. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to be able to talk so. about this movie, dude, because every moment is amazing. Go, dude, dude. <laughs> I like, I didn't realize how much you love this movie because I love it. But like, as we've been texting, so just go for it, man. Okay. 
So go for it. Then this like info card shows up, right? To, oh yeah, yep. to, you texted so, me that. So um, so actually the Nostromo, the ship passes over the camera, very Star Warsy. Yep. Just like right. that, just like that um, Star Destroyer does in Episode Four. Right. It just gives you a sense of scale of what we're. What do you think about the design of this ship? It's cool. Uh, it's definitely cool. Yeah. I mean, like, so I, I, dude, so I actually purchased this on iTunes and oh. watched a bunch of, like the bonus features. Yeah. Like Ridley Scott is like a total control freak. Like, <laughs> really uber control freak like every single thing he wants to have his hands in but at the same time this is like his second movie right yeah um, so how much control so like, can you actually have yeah well like but the modelers would be like building stuff and be like i don't like that and he would like bang it off with a hammer <laughs> and they'd be like okay now i need that though in like 30 minutes to film it so like fix it <laughs> you know like you know, <laughs> must have been a joy to work with totally uh, so the, the thing that i don't get my like minor like plot issue, not yeah. plot issue, just like scale issue is like there's only seven people on this humongous wow. mining. Like, so why are there so few people? Yeah. And then why are they going so far to get this ore? Like, okay. what is this ore? It that's Crayon's dream a little bit. Like, why do you got to go all the way over to get that crap, man? That's a lot of ore. <laughs> so the yeah. So okay, uh, what you just said about this. <laughs> That's funny Um, because my first piece of evidence is something that's written on that info card. Mm, Okay. It says crew colon. Yep. Seven. Mm. And I think what makes this movie perfect Mm -hmm. is that tiny cast. Mm. So yes, there, there are questions and I actually like thinking about it. How is this yeah. massive ship run by seven people? Yeah. I think we sort of get the answer to that because we find out that it's run mostly by this mother. Mm, right? Yep. Like it it is very automated. Where sure. they yeah. can't actually make any big decisions without running it through this kind uh-huh. of AI or something that the ship is. Um, yeah. Which I love that it's called Mother. So good. I love that it's that woman's voice. Mm-hmm. I love that in um, Wally, there's a similar thing, but it's Sigourney Weaver's voice. What a stroke of genius oh. that is, <laughs> dude! Oh yeah, and like this harkens back to 2001, mm-hmm. which they use that music in Wally. Yeah. Um, like the red eye, like it, mm-hmm. like it's all tied together. Actually, dude, I parked next to a Tesla by the way the other day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's got that, like, bl- like, like that beating red mm-hmm. eye in right. it. Oh, really? That's fun. Uh, yeah. It's like straight out of 2001. Dave? But it's is like that the, for is real. Is that the AI's name in 2001? I think. Good. No. Wait. It says. No, the guy is Dave. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what. Hal. 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 That's right. Yep. So mother is kind of the Hal version, right? In Alien. Uh-huh. Um. Great gender reversal. Which we're we got to talk about that too so the the reason why i think the small cast works as far as the storytelling is that because there's only seven of them i love Mm -hmm. the credits when it's like the cast and it's just seven Mm. last names totally with seven actors and you remember again 
Yeah, there's no side actors. There's no background people. It's just this contained bottle people. And so there's yes. so much more you can do psychologically with what's going on between them. And yep. I think the biggest thing, which uh, is important in a horror movie, and maybe this goes back to the size of the thing not not being scary anymore. Mm-hmm. Every death then means something. Yep. So totally. Every time you lose somebody, you're losing a higher percentage. Yep. Of the team. <laughs> right. Where what in something like Independence Day, which is like a alien invasion movie. Yep. It, when the the beam comes down and what two million people, three million people yep, are just, killed, just wiped out a whole city. Totally. That's, that's yeah. not scary. Uh huh. You don't think, hmm. oh wow, I was really scared, but yeah. When one person is in peril in a cast of seven, yeah, um, th- that's how it should be, <laughs> right? Like that—that's scary. In a movie like this, you want to connect with them, even though we've just met them. Mm-hmm. When one of them dies, you—it it just is a gut punch because mm-hmm. you're that much more alone. Mm, that's um, so good. So I—I yep. I, I think even from when I saw this as a kid. I remember thinking, there's there's really only seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cat. Right. Who I like. Yep. I like Jones. What a bratty cat. I mean, that cat does nothing but <laughs> inconvenience everybody. I know. That's that's like, leave the cat. That's what Aaron was like, dude, leave the cat. Right. Um, now, that's like, interesting. We like I, pets. We like pets. Yeah, you we, know. we like animals. Um, I got a right? screenwriting book for Christmas, and it's called Save the Cat. Dang. About, okay. about cool. the actually the um, the importance of those kind of moments endearing you more to the, to the mm. protagonist. So, Dude, okay. So that's like Indiana Jones hat, um, right? It's more like a, no. in, in Aladdin. Remember Aladdin? Yep. When at the beginning, he's like, oh, what a scoundrel. And he steals the bread and then he gives the bread away to little kids. And okay. so there, there, you have to have these small moments where you're like, you know, th- this is kind of a grating character and Ripley can be, but she yep. freaking loves that cat. Yeah. And so I'm on her yep. side in a different way than I would have been if Got the it. cat didn't exist. Okay. And uh, so like the, the Indiana Jones is more like just a fun little, the, the, the thing more of getting the hat is like, just add a little bit of tension or something that's not like endearing right exactly and i see there, there probably are moments like that for indiana jones maybe short round in the second one where he's yeah. like yeah, this kid's kind of annoying but indy likes him which makes right. both characters better <laughs> yep totally <laughs> um sidekick so, so the the what you were just saying which is like yeah it doesn't it, it's hard to wrap your mind around the fact that seven people can run this ship yeah the fact that they have, I think they have to make it a small cast because yep. if there were 40 people on the ship, which happens in, well, oh, we're not supposed to talk about other, other alien movies. I know. See, I almost <laughs> mentioned, I almost mentioned Newt, dude, but I didn't. Oh, dang. Oh, shoot, but that I is did. a great, Newt is the Jones of aliens. <laughs> totally. Dude. Oh, so good. But the fact that there's so, there's so few of them. It doesn't matter if they're mm-hmm. grumpy. It doesn't matter if mm-hmm. they're not immediately endearing. You just care about them because it's there's no one else to care about. 
And so when yep. they die, it just means so much. And I love it. So that's my first piece of evidence. Right. The small cast. Just one other thing I read, which was the writer. Do you have his name on here? Dan, Brad o, uh, Dan O'Bannon. Dan O'Bannon wrote yep. the one thing I read was that he wrote the parts to be gender neutral. Did you read this? Yes, I did. Yep. Which is why they're all the last names. Mm, okay. So I don't think we, Wait. I don't think we, do we yeah, hear yeah. Ripley's first name? I don't think we do. You're, you're totally right. Okay. So I watched this like YouTube video that was like, who's more bad. A <laughs> Ellen Ripley or Sarah Connor. I love those videos. And I love um, thinking about that. <laughs> right. Um, but the yeah they say alan ripley but is that maybe that's from a, a sequel yes i don't maybe think that we comes get, in later i don't think we get any first names you're totally right we've got kane ash brett brett i lambert, think is his last name okay lambert mm-hmm. dallas ripley parker yeah that and, is dude those are great names yeah that I is love, so good ash in particular is a genius name for that character mm. oh but Dude. Ripley too. He's, Ripley and Ridley always kind of mess me up. Like Ridley Scott mm. directed this movie. I don't think there. Uh-huh. I don't think there was any. I think he wrote the script. O'Bannon right. wrote the script before he knew who the director was. It just seems like such a yeah. weird connection. Uh-huh. Um, yep. So what, what I was going to say was the 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 story was written gender neutral. Any any gender could play any part. Right. But yep. at some point, the decision was made that Ripley would be a woman. Mm. Um, not only that, but the three surviving people at the very end are two women and a person of color, hmm. which is yep. so interesting to me. All the white dudes yeah. die. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, one of them. Yeah. It turns out to be a robot. And and the fourth guy is actually not even a guy. He's a robot. Right. Right. Dude, I heard this genius idea, and it was from one of the DVD extras, mm-hmm. um, which is that the robot, so yeah. Ash, mm-hmm. um, is like a stand-in for like if if a like of of the of the company, right, which he is. Right. Yep. Um that Ridley thought of it as like a stand-in for if there was a producer in the <laughs> cast, like secretly <laughs> Making sure wow. stuff's keeping on budget, making sure, you know, stuff's going the way they want it to be run. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Um, that's genius because that's who he is, mm-hmm. right? He's just, he's the yep. money man or the company man. The company surrogate. Who is protecting the bottom line. And yes. Dude. Oh, man. When it says like crew expendable. I love Crew Expendable. Is there a band yes. called Crew Expendable? Because if there's not, I want to name a band Crew Expendable. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, right. I, I think even though O'Bannon wrote the parts gender neutral, the mm-hmm. decision to make the characters line up in the way they do gender wise yep. is, is just genius. Mm-hmm. Um Especially, I think, the the primary switch between um, Tom Skerritt and Sigourney Weaver. It just wouldn't, yeah. it would not be as good of a movie. No, nope, dude, it, just it play that out. It have the cultural yeah. impact. You're totally right. If Tom Skerritt is at the end. Yeah. Escape from, from that thing with the cat. 
stupid. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do want to see him in his tidy whities <laughs> <laughs> Trying to escape. <laughs> Beyond that, it's just like that. It just feels like, you know, all this gender swapping that's going on with like, it's Ghostbusters, but a girl, right? Uh, you right, won't believe it. Right. Ladies are now holding guns. <laughs> now you've seen everything. I can't believe it. Right. right. But th- this seems like if they had done that, if they had, if Scarrett was in the main role in the, in the 2010s, we would have gotten a reboot of Alien. But this time. Yeah. It's a lady, y'all. And wow, our minds. Right, right. But, but what what a stroke of genius to make that decision 40 yep. years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, so basically it plays into the gender reversal of the entire movie. Okay. So instead of Hal, you've got mother. Yep. Instead of a male lead, you've got a female lead that get away from her. Oh, wait, that's from Aliens 2. No, aliens. She's, she's, she calls mother the B word. Did you hear that? Really? When, yeah. Okay. When she can't. When she. Hmm. I uh, missed that. When she misses the deadline to stop the self destruct, and she's yes. screaming okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. at mother, and yes. she says, "I love." You oh my gosh. B, which is, <laughs> yeah. um, which is a which is called back then in later things that will not be named. Yep. That. Okay. And if anybody's like, "Why aren't you guys swearing?" We try to keep this podcast as G rated as possible, even though we're talking about monsters like bursting out of. <laughs> bodies um and this whole movie is one phallic <laughs> some sort of weird sexually yep. charged i don't know it's insane well no okay so that's the thing okay the the uh, so I, I uh the man this is i don't really know how to say this but the man is basically taken advantage of mm-hmm. and um well y- penetrated yes okay okay yeah and, and then for like then he gives birth it's a it's a yeah it's like you're totally right it's this and he is (laughs) okay keep going because i don't know what else to say beyond that yeah the alien the like the even the alien although i don't know they don't see they don't see it in this Mm -hmm. but we know that the alien is oh like is a mother right Mm -hmm. right the eggs Mm mm-hmm Although maybe maybe it's a man that has eggs. I don't know. <laughs> now, did you did you watch the director's cut? Dude, I did watch the director's cut. Okay, so you saw that scene. Yeah, with, with Dallas. Dallas. Okay, good. Which is he yeah. has been somehow cocooned. Right. Now, my feeling is that that scene has been removed because it doesn't yeah. line up completely with how the aliens work in the future. Um maybe right and also it just doesn't look very good it's it's creepy Do, but it, it's, it, yeah. it feels a little unfinished compared to other yep. parts of the movie right but part of that is it's in full light right i mean like a lot of the yeah i'll get to that in my second piece of evidence but okay um yeah i i think the alien itself is pretty phallic the head mm. that little yeah. chest burster you just got a mouth that you oh. know what I mean. Like, so yeah. we are we are right. we're we're eighties PG right. So we can say things like phallic, but we're not going to say the B word. Yep. Right. Okay. There you go. That's that's what weird. I was like, where where? How did we get here? But the gender reversal of the movie in so many different ways is super interesting. 
especially for the late 70s mm -hmm. and it made a male like a primarily male audience of this like part of their thing in the horror right yeah was to make a primarily male audience of this feel very uncomfortable okay got it um and I, now i can't remember i don't know if i'm just making this up but maybe bring women into the fold or something like yeah you know you're you're gonna i, I don't think that was their point but i i have had friends female friends that were like like watch that in theaters they were like that was the sweetest movie of the summer and she is so, like so amazing you right know, like, yeah she is like our like our hero you know right and so uh, that's different than like a final girl in a horror movie which is like jamie lee curtis in halloween oh or right um i, I don't even the, the the many girls in the friday the 13th series right who are kind of running scared the whole time right and then yep. they just kind of happen to be the final girl. And I'm thinking of Halloween in particular. It's just a lot of screaming and hiding. And then yeah. the, the killer kind of accidentally falls out the window. This is like she right. is in charge. Yep, totally. And and it's not like the pretty blonde yep. that, it, you know, just movie trope wise. Yeah, I mean, has her, no clue her what's hair, going on. And she just dies. Her hair, which you know, I like, love. I, there's a lot uh -huh. of reasons why I love her hair. One is because it's obviously set a 70s haircut and it's supposed to be yep. hundreds of years in the future. <laughs> I know. I love when future is like dated. Like that's totally Star Trek motion picture. Yeah. Total 70s. Um, But it's most of the time just matted onto her forehead. Just she is so sweaty. Right. It, it actually reminds me of Ray a little bit where, mm. um, you know, you've got Padme in the in the prequels and her hair is immaculate to a certain extent. Yep. Leia's is too. Right. But in, right. um, in rise of Skywalker in particular, her hair is messy. Hmm. Her hair is yep. matted all over her forehead and she's yep. got like a warrior cut. Right. And I just love it. And so Ripley, dang dude, that hair is so good. <laughs> <laughs> is that your evidence? Ripley's hair <laughs> no but it should be I'll add that in we should get to one of your evidences okay great all right so my first piece of evidence as to why this is a perfect movie mm -hmm. um it create okay it creates a new kind of like space genre that's not glossy uh-huh but gritty I like that so the grit of it yeah, it's super dirty. Like, think about so anything. Dirty. Yeah, like, um, like okay, like just as a, if you go to the Apple Store and you need to get like a hard drive put in your computer. Yes. They bring it into like a hermetically sealed, <laughs> dust-free. You know, yeah. like yeah, like environment that has like vacuum air, so like you know nothing is going to end up in any of these little things. Right. That's what like. A lot of Star Wars is like, uh -huh, like yeah. white, black, apple looking sort of. Yep, definitely. Especially you know? in the like the the Empire ships, right? Like yes. so immaculately clean. Right. Tight lines. Yep. And yep. even the white. Even so much white. Yeah. Well, you, even the very first scene of A New Hope, mm -hmm. right? Like it's all white and black. Right. And this is just gray, dingy. Um, like the industrial design of it is just like, uh, 
it's like a warehouse. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you could be there right now. Yes. There's just like random PVC pipes. I mean, like, and <laughs> so much so, pipes. like there's all sort of pipes. There's just, <laughs> right. Like the, the ship is made of pipes. Yep. So it's like like the opposite of um, where was that place that they go to in uh, Last Jedi? Um, oh yeah. Um, like that that yeah, people don't like. Yeah, I can't remember the name. Scarret or not Scarret? Like the the gambling place. Everything's just that. That's like a view of space in the future. That's like everybody's high rollers. Yep. Yeah. Everything's amazing. Mm-hmm. And this is like a blue collar, right? Gritty, dystopian future. Because um, they are miners, right? I mean, that, that's like, yeah. their job. They're mining ore. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, like Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh in space. They're 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 like um, semi truck drivers, right? Mm-hmm. They're actually yep. transporting it. We don't even know if they right. mined it. I don't. Okay, so there, there's a there's a great um a great prequel just them mining. <laughs> <laughs> Like what? Like what? What was Dallas just up, or does the ship just do stuff? Like, what were they doing? I don't know. That's that's super interesting. If we're just gonna look at the text, right? What we have in front of us. Yep. Yep. They are transporting twenty million pounds of some sort of iron ore from one yep. place to the other. So they're literally truckers. Sure. And that's, two of them, yep. um, kind of the guys that work below. Right, Parker and Brett are like yeah. the the engineers. They're just like fixing crap that breaks. Dude, okay, so they're like the opposite of like Scotty. Uh huh. You know, he's like, I gotta fix it. Like a miracle worker, right? Like that's all he is, right? Like, and they tell him it's gonna take way longer. Yeah, there's that scene it's... where well, actually, they're talking to each other and they're they're like, what yeah. should we tell him? Seventeen hours, and then they get on the mm-hmm. thing. They're like, twenty five hours. That's how long it's going right. to take to fix this thing. Yep. Yeah. It's like going to get your car fixed, basically. <laughs> Costs it more totally than it should. Yep. Takes longer than it should. Yeah. Um. So I just I love, I love the the grittiness of it. Um, yep. And uh, it's just non romantic, um, view of. So not like I don't want to be romantic about the future, but sometimes you're like, okay, it's 2020 now, mm-hmm. and stuff doesn't look like. We thought it was going to look like. Right. Like, you know. And usually it's because things look a lot dirtier. <laughs> right. Or exactly. they, they so, don't work as well. They're, every, there's so much stuff breaking down in Alien. Yeah. And, right. And, like, everything looks heavy and cumbersome. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So, about that. Um so I was watching some of those some of those special features, and they talked about first of all the Nostromo was like this huge model, yeah, like humongous. Oh great, and that's then good to the, hear. the actual oh yeah, I love that. Like mm-hmm. I would love to see it. Yep. Um. Then it's probably on display somewhere. Actually, the Nostromo. Yeah, we model. gotta find that out. That's a good idea. Um, but the the actual ship that they go down to you know to the planet on. Right. Yeah, the landing ship. Um, is like humongous and super heavy and they use this like forklift so actually the way they film it is like a forklift it's like moving it around oh really that's interesting yeah it's like super low tech like there's a lot of low so like that's another thing i love about this is like there's so many practical effects that are super low tech yep um like i think a lot of the steadicam stuff is literally ridley scott doing it himself 
Wow. Um, there's stuff like the egg. Uh-huh. The way it moves on the inside is just his hand inside the egg. And it, and I think like, they just use like raw chicken for what oh, yeah, he like, looks yeah. in it. It just looks like a chicken breast. <laughs> a totally, boneless, yeah, like, skinless chicken breast <laughs> moving around. <laughs> right. But it's like painted white or something. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, um, if I'm going to strike yeah. one thing from the record. Okay. It's Got that it. he puts his face right over that egg. Mm, stupid. He sees that there's something moving around inside. It opens up and looks like a friggin' hand fist opening up. And he's like, yeah. Uh, no, he's got to get on his face somehow. So I forgive it. But um, yeah, every time I watch, I'm like, you dumb, dumb. That's the dumbest move in movie history to put your face over the top of a gaping egg with a monster yep. inside. hundred <laughs> percent face yep. off. Okay. So don't do that. Um, okay, if I'm going to strike something from the record, yeah, a, a pre-stricken from the record is, I think the ship landing is kind of stupid. Interesting. Um, and maybe that's because I saw the forklift thing, Uh huh. but it moves so slow. It's just like, doo, doo, doo. and then, um, so I can like picture this like, you know, thing. Yeah. Um, and then I don't get what the deal with the Christmas lights. There's those Christmas the- lights. What are the Christmas lights, dude, on the bottom of that ship? Okay. Guess what? I love those Christmas lights. All right. Because because of what you're saying, that it's just everything is kind of feels a little bit thrown together. And I sure. bet I, what I imagine is there used to be better lights down there. Sure. They broke. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so dude, they're like, I love that. What have we I... got in a trunk here? We've been up <laughs> here for a year. Let's take out the Christmas decorations that we put away back in December. <laughs> And, Dude, and like there, are, there are parts in the line of Christmas lights that aren't working. <laughs> yeah. That have blown out. Uh-huh. I love it. Okay. Um, that would be funny. It, yeah. Like, it'd be kind of heavy handed, but if like you just saw a box that was like Christmas decks. <laughs> like <laughs> Charlie Brown's that is Christmas funny. tree is in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and Prometheus. Oh, shoot. Dang oh, it. Impossible. Uh-oh. uh-oh. Um, okay. okay. While we're on that, can I give my second piece of evidence? Yep. Because it's it's related to design. Got it. I, my second piece of evidence is the alien itself. Okay. Mm, H.R. Giger is the designer mm. of the alien. I think it's Geiger. Uh-oh. I think. YouTube that. It might be Geiger. I think it's okay. Giger because okay. it's German. Oh, okay. Giger. H.R. Right. Giger. Um, okay. <laughs> Sie kämpfen wie Weiber. I wonder if Giger Kemp's via Viba. <laughs> um, okay. And he, and here's why. I think the way he... So, obviously, it's iconic. I would say that the way the alien looks is one of the things in movie history that's stuck in my brain the most. Wow. Okay. Um, I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but when I was 12, I probably have. My parents and my sister... I, I lived in Austria. When I was 12, my parents yep. and my sister, we were going to move back to the States. So my parents and my sister left for a week to yep. go look at houses in, in Madison. Okay. They left me with a friend, Daniel. I can't remember his last name. Daniel Hill, maybe Craig in the middle of the night, we got up and we snuck behind his dad's couch and his dad was watching this movie. I had, Whoa. I had grown up with close encounters, ET, and even those things kind of freaked me out. Yep. 
like I was a scared kid. And so right. I came in and we peeked our heads over the couch right at the scene when the full size alien first appears and kills Brett and the cat is there. Mm. And um, I saw those five minutes and this is not an exaggeration. I didn't sleep for three days. (laughs) It was the most viscerally terrified I've ever been in my whole life. Wow. Um, And here's what I think scared me most about it. How freaking wet it is. Mm -hmm. There's constant drool like coming off of this thing. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I really did not like kind of the, um, here we go again, kind of this erect mouth coming out of its Mm -hmm. original mouth. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And the thing that that terrified me the most is that it looked like the inside of the ship. And so I just said, like, the ship mm. looks like it's made of tubes and piston, the whole thing, like pipes. So does the yep. alien. And so you never know where it is. Like, it, its tail looks yeah. like a chain. Its head yeah. looks like, I mean, like we said, Ripley's right next to the thing. Uh-huh. And doesn't know it's there. Yeah. Yep. It, like, does that classic movie trope of it's there and you can't see it. And then, like like uh and then just comes right into the frame and you're like Gill. right and so she yep. can't see it we can't see it mm-hmm. it's it's like it's like my camouflage walkman <laughs> <laughs> when it's on me you can't see it um right <laughs> so just the the design of that thing being it it's invisible which helps because mm-hmm. it's it's not like when you see it full body it doesn't look great right but when it's yeah, hidden the, and, and yeah. in the shadows and yeah. camouflaged by the yep. ship, it it is just the most terrifying thing that I ever saw in my life. Yep. And still, when I watched it two days ago, I was scared. <laughs> I'm scared about it. It's a scary thing. Yeah. It, Dude, it scarred you. Yep. See, okay, so here's an issue I have with that. Yeah. Is I bought it, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's so good, and yeah. I wanted all those special features, and I wanted all the extra score stuff. Right. Um, but now its cover art is right next to all our other other movies on <laughs> oh, iTunes. Oh yeah, totally messing it up, dude. So you, is is the cover art a picture of cover art? The alien? Is a picture of the alien. It's not if 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 only you could switch it to the egg. Dang it. Too bad they don't have those options. So. But I see what you mean. Like if your girls are scrolling through something, they're gonna see that thing. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll have to explain that, I guess. Um, dude, this this is where... Okay, he definitely took a card from Spielberg. This is Jaws in space. A hundred percent. It's the, it's like, the same... I, I was checking the timestamps. Same mm. as Jaws and same as Jurassic Park. The actual Dang. monster does not show up until almost exactly... I'm not kidding. Almost exactly the halfway mark. Dang. I wonder if it's that like golden mean moment or something that's yeah it, there, there must wow. be why does that work so well i don't know but it does in kind of in two movies that we've covered so far in our podcast yep the, build okay, so. slowly for an hour and then just insanity and terror for the last hour <laughs> yep show as little of it as you can uh-huh wait for as long of it as you can right and then again still show because when it flies out at the end it looks kind of stupid uh, i agree it's there's too much light on it and you can tell it's man in suit 
Um, yep. It's like, wee. <laughs> I think I even said that because I was trying to, to, for Aaron not to be too scared. I was like, wee. Right. They're, they they uh, they do a nice, funny mock scene of that in Avengers. Um, I can't remember which Avengers it is, but they Spider-Man okay. does a very similar thing to that. And they kind of play up. Oh, on that's it. funny. It's an in Infinity War. It's pretty great. But yeah, you're right. Okay. It is kind of like a that guy's just kind of like swinging around on a rope and it's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> totally. He's just like, we, yeah. Um, all right, dude, we're, this is so fun. We are starting to run short on time. Do you have any more evidence? Oh yeah. So I'm going to chunk in here. Do it. All right. So my second piece of evidence mm-hmm. as to why this is a perfect movie is see, we weren't going to talk about the future, which stinks. Permission granted. But, Let's okay, do it. No, but this this shows what a okay. So the person the, the evidence is Ridley Scott. Okay. So this is like his first. Well, it's his second movie ever. Right. His but first big. So, his first blockbuster. Right. Yes. I mean, his first right movie that gained any traction at all. Right. Okay. Um, and it's like seeing a visionary. A mm-hmm. talent, just do what the heck he wants to do and right. like try stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, it's like somebody with amazing taste yep. that just like is, is like cooking and just like, oh, let me throw this in there because I just think it's going to be amazing. And you're like, whoa, we had never even thought of that. Wow. Yeah. And it's just so good. Um, he's a control freak. He's a perfectionist. Um <laughs> But in the end, like at the end of the day, this is like his creation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he brought a few select people with him. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I don't I don't even know if he brought them with him. Like he like, you know how like all of our favorite like Spielberg just has his people, his cinematographer, his editor. Right. Yeah. His writers. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that he even had his team yet. Yeah. Um, But it's just you. It's just already this dude incredible yeah it, you know it feels a little bit like an indie movie right yes just like new hope and just kind like of, you the know? first terminator right yes it's a, yep. it's a very it's very similar where it's these two guys who nobody knew who they were going to mm. be cameron and ridley were given a slasher movie or a horror movie and they're like right. i'm gonna elevate that and you are not gonna yeah. see it coming and it just becomes mm. this this part of movies forever Yep. Um, it's it it becomes like okay, so we've got Jaws in space, uh yep. Jaws on a plane, Jaws. Um this is it it is the Jaws kind of thing, but it's also like it redefines and sets a new category. Yep. So it's like a category setter um like uh like when Harry Met Sally, uh-huh. for example, just for for rom-coms. Yep. It's like everything is that just redone. Yep. A bunch of times. It was it was like, I mean, this is a little bit more recent, but even like Speed, where that mm-hmm. became the new action or yep. Die Hard. Maybe it's more like Die Hard. It's which di- is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it was Die Hard in a boat. I guess yep. Speed was Die Hard on a bus. Um, yes, exactly. Yeah. And so then it becomes like, yeah, I wonder if it becomes then a part of pitches for movies in the future. Like think Alien. You're totally right. But mm-hmm. it's they're littler and they're more of them. And they're like, yep. okay, critters, you can do critters. <laughs> You're greenlit for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Um, yeah, it's so rare when you would 
uh, we're this is going to be rare for us even in this this podcast to review a movie that began so many things yep that's that's this yeah so it's in so many ways original yep um that that's just and the, and and the heart the like the the person behind that is Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. I saw in that those extra features that he was the one that put that cyborg that put Ash into it. Okay. So like in the original story, um, that that reveal wasn't going to happen. Um, and that's where he wow. was saying the stuff about the the um like the 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 company surrogate like kind of uh-huh. spying. Yeah. So that's genius. Right. And then just the creepy part when Bilbo Baggins <laughs> comes up behind, um, you know, Ripley. Sigourney we- uh, yeah. Ripley. And dude, he's like, hello. Like, I know. How did he get in It's there? Hannibal Lecter-ish. Oh, 100%. Like, he's like, it's like this. so creepy. And, and you kind of feel like there's something off with this guy the whole time. And at that point, you're yeah, like. Yeah. And yep. What is now? When, totally. So I have one more question about when Aaron watched it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. When Ash starts, like, bleeding the white kind yeah. of fluid and uh-huh. starts going crazy and flipping around that room. Such an incredible, yeah. amazing scene. Then he starts, like, so <laughs> the strangest way to kill somebody, which is roll up a magazine and put it in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. That was like, what? <laughs> what, what? What was Aaron thinking? Was Aaron thinking this yep. is a synthetic human? Was was she thinking that's yep. a robot or what was going on? That that she That reveal freaked her out. Okay. And she was like, but she, she jerked, but then she like loved it. Okay. Like, whoa. Like she thought that reveal was super good. Mm-hmm. Um, see that kind of stuff freaks her out less than just sick alien stuff. Interesting. Like yeah. the, the alien coming out of the stomach. She couldn't watch. <laughs> and I'm like, it's, it's over. Disgusting. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like just the blood everywhere. Um, I, I think if I was going to give another bonus piece of evidence, it would be the Ash storyline because that mm, elevates yep. it from just a monster movie to something even more sinister is happening here. Yep. And we get totally. just a tiny taste of that. Yeah. I'm going to break my own rule and talk about the prequels and sequels. That that theme becomes everything that Ridley Scott is interested in in the in the prequels. Totally. Totally. <laughs> yep. And then even the contrast between the two cyborgs. Mm-hmm. And then what that adds in Aliens. I, I love Bishop and Aliens. I, 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 oh. I can't, I can't handle I can't handle it. I, we got to talk about it soon. Because I know. The, he, we might he have does to the same do thing that Cameron soon. does in <laughs> Terminator, which is now the robot is good. And it's yes. so disorienting and wonderful. And, and, you're, what and a you mistrust way. it. Yep. The whole time, like, do I trust this? Yes. Can't like. Also, why? Okay. Why did she go there in Aliens? So stupid. <laughs> that that is more of a stretch. That's more like Home Alone Two, where you just have to be like, right? Okay, it happened again. <laughs> we'll just have to forgive it because we want to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make this movie, and she needs to be in it because she's Ripley. Yep. Um. Yeah. So. Yep. I mean. The design of it, the set of it, yep, like the practical sets. Mm-hmm. He was in charge of all that stuff, Amazing. along with you know art direction. Yep, um, I, I huge sets, just like uh, uh, Arrival. Mm-hmm. You know, just like big, humongous sets. Yep, and and you um, feel it so much differently 
than when you're yep. watching uh, Skyscraper with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and you're like, you're just in a soundstage. I feel no connection to this stupid thing. Totally. <laughs> or the prequels, dude. Oh, yep. You're right. Which so many we columns. just watched those again. How many yep. pillars do you want to put in this? Uh, if, if when you have a thousand pillars, I don't care about pillars anymore. Yep, it's so you're honest. Like it's too glossy, way too shiny. This this is gritty. Yep. Okay. And so I love so it. our pieces of evidence, listener, the small cast, the grit and grime and realism, the set and creature design by H.R. Giger. Mm-hmm. And Ridley Scott allowed to do whatever the crap he wanted, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Those are for and a sub one is the Ash storyline that elevates the whole thing. OK, mm. so listener, yep. that's our case for why Alien is a perfect movie. Now it's up to you. You can go to our Instagram. Um, we'll be putting a poll up first. Make sure you follow us there. Perfect movie podcast. Uh, go to Facebook. That's Facebook.com slash two gomers. Those are the main ways to vote, but you can also email us at perfectmoviepodcast at gmail.com and just tell us what you think. Um, you can go to our website and vote there also. That's perfectmoviepodcast.com. All right. We're changing the way we do a little, we'll do it a little bit. We are going to end the episode here. Dude, you know what? Um, I think that's great. Yeah. Because I want people to go watch this movie. Me too. After having heard what we just talked about, yep. look for that look for that chicken breast and spaghetti. Yep. And clear marbles. <laughs> oh, I love those clear <laughs> marbles. <laughs> and that dumb we forgot to mention that that part where Ash is like flopped over. Yep. It's totally fake. And then like immediately real. Just like a hard cut to it being real. They don't yep. even like have somebody walk in front of the screen. <laughs> it's just like a map. He's real. Bap. <laughs> but that kind of stuff is so fun to watch 40 years, 40 years after it's been made. Yep, definitely. Um, okay, so here's what's going to happen. We want y'all to vote. Um, in a couple weeks, we'll come back with the results and have more to talk about, I'm sure, with Alien. That's another great thing about this. We can come back and give some final thoughts about Alien in our results. Oh, for show. sure, because, dude, I didn't even talk about the score. Oh, okay. Let Write that down. we got to talk about the score because I freaking love oh. it. Oh. It's it's down. Okay, great. Those flutes. It's ready to be talked about. I love those flutes. Um, oh, you're going to not believe what I have to share about that. <laughs> I will say one thing. Yes. Jerry Goldsmith. Uh-huh. Friggin' genius. Yeah. Rudy. Oh, I love Rudy. Scores, yeah. Partner to some of all fears. Air Force One. Total Recall. Uh-huh. But wait for it, dude. Soren from Disney World. That California ride? Yeah, dude. Where he smelled those oranges? Mm-hmm. I smelled it right now. That's the you best that. news I've ever heard since since John Williams wrote all new music for Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> it's that it's a close second. So cool. Yeah. And our friend Mark McKenzie, he orchestrated and helped arrange that whole thing. Wow. For Soren. So and the Soren music just in general, like when you're waiting for an hour, yeah. that's one of the best waits ever. I feel like 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 I did during Rise of Skywalker musically. <laughs> this wait was written for me like it's dave it's the theme from dave everybody <laughs> listen listen you're, sh you're shaking people i'm telling you yeah guys air force one this is rudy guess what soren is available on spotify i'm gonna go listen to it right now <laughs> oh 
<laughs> and get, get a get a get one of those halos, one of those little oranges. Good idea, and just put it right under my open. nose. What yep, a and idea. a pine candle, and then some dirt. Yep. Oh, I love, love it. So All right, next week, sleep this in Seattle results show. We're going to come back. We're going to tell you what we thought of, uh, whether or not we agree with one another that Sleepless in Seattle is perfect, and we'll hear your votes. So that's it. Vote. Vote, vote for Alien. Let us know what you think. All right. So fun. All right, dude. dude. Yep. Have a great week. All right. You too. And happy viewing.